This is a podcast called 25 Whistles Talking Football And they all wear a whistle, yeah it's stupid But what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles 25 Whistles Whoa, I'm rich Let's start the show I'm <laughs> Yeah rich. you are I made a lot of money last night Nice A lot of money, it was awesome I had two futures, and I bet it on it again, and I bet the stupid bet where it's like, if all the jersey numbers add up to over 160. <laughs> those are so dumb. You, you did take one of those? Yeah. I did see that. Wow. And then Eddie bet the, if it hits a goalpost. <laughs> it was at plus 450. I'm like, why not put a dollar on that? It hits the dang goalpost. I took the octopus bet. Did you, you see did? that so on You got there? the Jalen Hurts octopus, yeah. Huh? huh? Yeah. I never even heard of that. Me either. What does that mean? Six and two. Eight. Dang, okay. It's the only way you can score eight. Okay, yeah. wow. So what'd that pay out? Uh, it was plus fourteen hundred. I put a dollar on it, so I won fifteen bucks. Wow. Yeah. Eddie sent me that. Hit the goalpost after it went boom, and the chief missed that field goal, and I just threw it into Photoshop or I'd redo it, and it looks like I won like fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. I was like, look at this. I bet two hundred fifty bucks. I didn't. I just stole Eddie's. Because oh. no, who would put two hundred fifty dollars yeah. on that dumb bet? That's what I thought. I was like, dang, you put two fifty. No, I was just kidding on that one. <laughs> okay. But I did hit my two futures. I did hit. It was, it was a good night. It was, the game had already been determined. So I knew it was going to happen. I told you guys what was going to happen. We hit, our, we hit our parlay on DraftKings. All three, you know, it Same went Same game quick. parlay. Kelsey scored touchdown early, and that's the hardest one to get a specific player to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And the over was like 50 and a half, but they were scoring so many points early. You knew that was going to. And then it was just, can the Chiefs win at plus one and a half? And they did. So overall, really good game. Right, great game. Great so game. I mean, and and there were stories. Mahomes' ankle, uh, Jalen Hurts is setting records, rushing for. It was just a great game. Two best teams. It really wasn't dominated by injured players, which is great too. Because yeah, Mahomes had the hurt ankle, but when he was after halftime, he looked pretty good. He didn't look like anything was hurting. Like I said, I would have faked it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I thought about that the entire oh. time. I heard your voice in my head going, I would fake that. He'll always be a hero, more so than just winning two Super Bowls at the time. The ankle game. Let's talk about the holding penalty at the end, though, which is defensive holding. Eddie, I'll say nothing, but I will go to you. Your thoughts on it. Oh, refresh my memory. Well, it's the, the penalty that shaped the whole game at the end. What happened? When he held the receiver? Yeah. The- Kevin, would you like to, Eddie? Did you watch that? <laughs> yeah, what are you it literally is the biggest story in the game really? last night. It's the, yes. Oh, I, I think I think the turnover touchdown was the biggest story because I mean, no, okay. no, right. no. Okay. Mike, did you see the the penalty? I did see that. It's it's what shaped the whole game. Mm. Everybody was talking about it. It was they would they would have just kicked a field goal, and then Philadelphia would have had the ball with minute and a half left, two minutes, mm-hmm. but it was third down. But because he held his jersey and they threw the the defensive holding penalty, they got a first down. They went and slid down and then ran the clock out. I mean, that was it. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin, your thoughts on the penalty? I hate the timing of it like everybody else. There was a little tug, yes. He even said that after the game. But the timing of it is just awful because now instead of the great game, most people are talking about this holding call, except for Eddie, I guess. No, who, that's who, what I Are you sure you watched the damn <laughs> game? <laughs> I watched it. I just thought like, okay. Dude, when you don't have a, a when you don't have skin in the game or just kind of any kind of team, you kind of just watch it and be like, oh, okay. It was well, such it is. a massive <laughs> part of the game, though. <laughs> I would just really wanted to see the Eagles get the ball back just for, as a fan, as a football fan. I didn't because I don't want to lose the money. Mm. But <laughs> I think that it was because at first you hear – 
uh, Panthers tight end. Uh, yeah, Greg Olson. Greg Olson yeah. go, I don't know if I like that. And then you hear the the, the ref in the booth. Mike Pierre. Who's like, I, it, it was a, definitely a hold. And so I at first we were looking at a different part of the play. We look at the very beginning when he came off. He, right when he made his cut, he grabs the back of his jersey with his right hand and and literally holds it, and it does affect the route. But I think the issue, if that play would have been called anywhere else, it would have been a for sure a hold, but it was so late in the game. But I don't – it's been consistent because that late hit penalty on Mahomes, remember that on the sideline or, yeah. or maybe Burrow? It was in that that game. There was a late hit penalty, and people were like, oh, they oh you called it and that – if you're going to call real penalties, you got to be consistent. And they were. Mm-hmm. Because that was a penalty, too, where they said, ooh, I don't like the timing of it. But, you know, he did hit him. It was a late hit. It was a late hit. And they could have not called it because it wasn't just ugly. Remember then after the game, the guy's like, why did you hit the quarterback late? Mm-hmm. So it was – remember the Commodores game? Commodores. <laughs> remember the um, Commanders game? I think they were playing the Giants or the Jets, and there was a play that wasn't called at the end. It was like a pass interference or something. Mm. And that ref, there were, people were just killing the ref. It was like week 14 or 15. Yes, yeah. And I don't remember it exactly either, but I think as a ref, you just you just don't want anything to happen. You just want them to have, you don't, you don't want them to commit penalties. You don't have to call penalties. But if they do happen, you have to call it. And that was a holding. I put it on my Instagram story and rewound it a few times where right when, the, right when he cuts, you see him grab the back of his jersey. It was probably a couple times that he... Grab the jersey just once. Once, once before the turn, and then after the turn, he grabbed, or right before the catch, he well, grabbed he put it again. his hand on him. But I, I wouldn't um, call that. Now you're yeah. an expert, Eddie. Yeah, you know, what I'm say, saying, what, what I'm saying is, I didn't think that was pivotal because the call was right. Like I didn't even think twice about that. It was pivotal because crazy. they shut the game down. Base everybody on Twitter exploded. Everybody after the game, and was I had like, to go to the bathroom. So when okay. they reviewed it, I was like, perfect. Uh, thank they you. didn't review it. You can't review that call. And then there a booth review on that? No, not on a defensive holding. Then I don't know what you guys exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm okay with it, especially because I won. I'm a little biased, but I think if you they've been consistent at calling the calls and not just letting it go because it's the end of the game. And during the playoffs, that's been the consistent thing. They they will call the calls if they need to call them. And if I'm a ref, I'm probably doing that. I hate it. I get it, but I hate it. Yeah, I didn't like how it ended either. That's yeah, because I think they still would have won the game. But you're right. That had a shot. I don't want to lose the money, though, either. I'm very biased. I mean, it won me money, too, so I'm not mad about that. Yeah. So, uh, Chief, uh, biggest takeaway from the game last night. Can we have anything at all, Eddie? I think that just the turf management. Like, what on earth? What Everyone's that? sliding it's around. So, it's like a wet, like a rain game. That's crazy. All that paint. Even the, the Eagles kicker on the kickoff, like, almost fell. He like, turned his ankle, it looked like. That is not good. I mean, that's because they even paint the green part of the grass. They've been growing that grass for two years for this game, and they'd painted it all. So it looked consistent. Mm-hmm. And they painted all the things that need to be painted. That's double the paint. Ugh. And it was like they were playing in the mud. You know, we would have teams, we'd play them in high school, they would turn the water on in their field the night before and try to slop the field up because we were a really fast team. So they would try to slow us down by slopping the field up a little Dirty. bit. Dirty. And so it almost looked like, the, like if that were to happen without it being super obvious, that's what you would do. And they were saying that the Ch- the Chiefs played the – Cardinals earlier in the season, and they had that same problem, so they kind of learned from it. Because if you looked, the Eagles were changing their cleats left and right, but yeah. the Chiefs really weren't because they kind of knew what they were dealing with. Interesting. But that's just crazy. Crazy yeah. factor that you don't even think about. Some say the game was rigged. It's already determined. Uh-oh. No, not rigged. <laughs> I don't think it's rigged. I don't think it's rigged at all. <laughs> Kevin? Jalen Hurts. He was awesome. He was. he was the best player on that field last night. Obviously, that one huge, crucial fumble was big. But outside of that, you know, him and Mahomes going back and forth, Hurts was the best player on that field, and I'm. it sucks that he didn't win that game, but 
That guy is a real deal. I don't think he's better than Mahomes. No. But you say best player because he wasn't injured? Just last night, I'm saying. But even then, I still... He looked good, man. He did look really good, but Mahomes also... He had, what, had three touchdowns, 187... Some, some stat, like, not 200 yards, but they didn't have the ball that often. Mm-hmm. Those, it was, like, the longest drive in the history of the Super Bowl last night. They're, like, 74 plays, three and a half quarters, the longest drive ever. It's like, dang, the game started, and now... <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't know that I would say Jalen Hurts was... You say he's better than Patrick Mahomes last night? I'm saying overall he was the best player on the field that I thought last night. Mm. Defense, offense, everything. Mahomes was unbelievable mm. too. Hurts had more opportunities. Maybe that's what it is. Hurts, I mean that. I know, that was huge. I but agree. I'm going to tell you, that holding call, let me say this, because everybody wants to look at the, whole, the call at the end of the game. That play where the receiver catches it, turns, gets hit, and they called it an incomplete pass, he caught that ball. Like, no doubt about it. So I feel like they got a free one there because that was a touchdown. The Chiefs picked it up, scooped it, and ran it back. So he, I, was, I, he was making that football move he, in your eyes? He for sure caught it and was starting to t- – even ca- that, slow. That, that rule is so blurry, you yeah. know? Like, right. Is it a football so move? My, is my, it not a football my move? My position is – He caught the dang ball. They got pretty fortunate there. I thought they got fortunate on one of those uh, go to tight end catches, mm-hmm. too, that they gave him where it looked yeah, like he was like, – yeah. Bobbling a little bit in his helmet. So – it, it, it went a lot of ways, but I'm very biased because I want a lot of money. So it's hard for me not to be. I'm just going to be honest with you. I can't really. It's, it's hard. Are you a closet T's fan over here? No, but I, I, again, I picked him before the season. I doubled down on it, and the game was already determined. So I won the parlay. DraftKings is just a, is a good, good. Did night. you see the script or what? Did you like. No, the script thing's not real, guys. Okay, all right. The game's already determined, though. Score was script, close on that. But the script, hey, the script thing was. Don't worry about that part of it. <laughs> right. Thought Stapleton was awesome. It was yeah. Great. Thought Rihanna was really good. Yes. I thought when people were hitting me up, going, "She sucked." She, I wanted her to do a full dance number. She didn't dance. I'm like, bro, can't you tell? Like, she's pregnant. I'm not going to say that outwardly on Twitter because I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure. That's risky. But I'm like, I think she's pregnant. And no, we wanted more. What we deserve more. What do you deserve? You buddy? don't deserve anything. You don't do crap except complain. Your team didn't even make it. Shut up. <laughs> you should only complain if your team. Made it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can only complain about politicians if you voted. Um, I thought that Stapleton was awesome. Rihanna was awesome. I thought the game was great, which sometimes it's a real schnoozer. Uh, watched it by myself, my wife, some of the parts. Um, didn't overeat. Oh, good. Good for you. And I had to work out today. I texted Eddie. I was like, do you want to work out today? And he's like, uh, I'm eating pizza right now. <laughs> so probably. <laughs> he never actually answered. He just said, I'm eating pizza right now. <laughs> it's a no. <laughs> I thought that Terry Bradshaw was a little fat shaming of Andy Reid. Oh, yeah. Like multiple times in a row on that stand. He was like, waddle over here, fat boy. Hey, us fat guy. Hey, you want a cheeseburger, fat boy? I'm like, dude, chill. Yeah, chill. he did call him Terry big Bradshaw, boy. Really? Chill out, bro. I had to rewind it to make sure he said waddle over here. Yeah, I was like, well, hey, why are you fat shaming Andy Reid? Andy Reid's like, just won a Super Bowl. And all of a sudden, he's in his room crying because he's going to call fat again. <laughs> I did not stay and watch the show, the cooking show after. Did you guys? No, the one they were promoting? <laughs> mm-hmm. No. I thought no. it looked actually terrible. The Gordon Ramsay? One? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not watching I did that. not stick around for that. What about the commercial that got it? It got me big time. The, oh, the Tubi? Tubi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, me too. I was that like, got everyone. Me. I was like, Amazon. Wait, what? So luckily it was quick because I didn't have time to get to my remote. Oh, I did. That was. Oh, you did? Oh, I, I went back onto my home screen on my TV. I was like, what is going on? I thought it was a dog that did it. We were freaking out. I was like, wait, the remote's over here. How did the dog do it? And then we. That's a good one. I go on Twitter. I'm like, oh, we got. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Always risky to put a commercial at the end of the Super Bowl, too. Not sure if you really get to choose that or not, but it's 
If you go in and the game's not close, that sucks. Yeah. Um, I did bet on the first play not being a first down. At like minus four fifty, one like thirty bucks. Yeah, Jeez. Bones texted me immediately. I'm one to know. I bet Travis Kelsey over six and a half catches, and he had six. Oh man, I, I had Boston Scott over ten yards. He had eight. Oh, <laughs> it was close. So stupid. It was close. Dang. But overall, I think I won like eight thousand dollars last night. That's amazing. Wow, dude. good for you. Hey, all in from the preseason and. Those those preseason bets won me a good amount of money, so that was cool. I liked it. Awesome. And and Arkansas lost the night before, and it was terrible. And I was sick sick about it. That's God looking after you right oh, there. I was sick about it until I got this one. But that's the deal. A Super Bowl, two thumbs up yep. overall. Two yep. thumbs up for sure. Uh, we are now obviously football's over. We'll still keep up with football when it's up as a story, but it won't be every week. But we have signed a new six-week deal with DraftKings to go through March Madness. So, come on. We got this. Here we go. Thank, Thank you. you. But it's not – we're talking football, and we all wear a whistle. So, we have Brandon. He cut it again and only replaced basketball with basketball. <laughs> let's see how we like it. Because it's right. not just a basketball show, mm-hmm. but let's just hear, let's hear the basketball version. This is a podcast. 25 whistles talking basketball and they all wear a whistle yeah it's stupid okay right i like that or play the the gap version this is a podcast called 25 whistles talking sports oh we all yell sports let's do it again okay okay okay. now that that we know hit that again i scared you all all right go ahead Which one do you want to do? Sports? I like yelling sports. I like yelling. Or we could do it each time and just yell something we, we like collectively. <laughs> okay. Mike, what do you think? You want to yell? I like yelling. Okay. Uh, so we're bringing on to the show for the next six weeks, Coleman Crawley, the kid who's driving all around the country going to all the basketball games. Yes. Love so it. I've hired him to be part of the show, and he's going to come on and talk about that. And Caitlin's grandpa at 85 years old. I went and interviewed him. At his high school basketball game. Is this a one-time deal with it him? Is. Or okay. oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is a one-time thing. With okay, him. okay. Uh, so hope you guys more smiles and frowns on the Super Bowl. We won our parlay. It was a great game last night. Thank you for letting us. We were going to retire, but they gave us uh, some money to do six more episodes, six more weeks, which probably means more than six episodes. If you know <laughs> yes, me, for sure. Yeah. But then after that, we'll hit our our retirement streak. Uh, thank you, and let's do this. Okay, we want to bring on the newest member of the show. We met him in an interview. I mean, I've never actually seen his body in real life. I'm not sure he's actually a real human being, except for the internet. But here he is, uh, Coleman Crawley. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Coleman, welcome to the show. After this, you're not a guest anymore. Like, you're just part of the show. But this is Recording in progress. Recording in progress. Just so you know. (laughs) Just so you know. Yeah, Coleman, full disclosure, recording in progress. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Uh, So, Coleman, just as we're moving from football to basketball, you know, we talked about your story where you're driving all over the country, watching a lot of these mid-majors play, looking for the next Cinderella. Who do you think right now are the best four teams in college basketball? Right, If you had to put them up right now, you bet money this is the final four. So I feel like I've seen the best team in person. Last Sunday, I went and watched Houston take on Temple on the road, and I think Houston's the best team in the country. I do think playing in the American and not seeing um, Power Six, you know, Elite Eight or better type competition in their conference does hurt them just a little bit. But, man, 
Kelvin Sampson and what he's done at Houston has been incredible. They focus so much on the defensive end. And when they're turning you over, getting in transition, wow, are they very difficult. Purdue, they just lost on Sunday, but I still think they're probably one of the best four teams in the country. I mean, Zach Eady at seven foot four. How do you guard that? You can't teach that size. Alabama. Although I think their style um, is inconsistent because they rely so much on the three ball, and I don't think it's a style that's going to win a national championship, I do think they're one of the four best teams. And when they're hitting from the outside, they could be the best team in the country. And then UCLA is another team that I like their balance, that I think those are the top four. But I think we're going to have a chaotic tournament where the top four aren't, you know, Right. Making it to the final four, winning the title. Yeah, and it's whoever gets put in, you know, what region as well. But what, uh, right. just a couple of those, like you, you watched Houston play. Do you not feel like they're too guard centric? Do you? Because at times, you know, it's three and four, you know, guard wings. Do you feel like that's going to be able to to hold up through the tournament? I think their inside guys are good enough. Reggie Chaney, Jawan Roberts. I think they're good enough to complement their guard, Shed Sasser, and then. They've got a freshman in Jarris Walker that, gosh, freshmen shouldn't be built that way. I mean, holy cow, he's got an NBA-ready body, looks about like Zion Williamson, may not be able to jump quite like him. But I think he can be physical enough, although he does float out to the perimeter, that he can help them inside as well at times on boards or defensively. That I, I think their inside presence is good enough where they have some balance. With Alabama, just looking at their shot charts after the game, I mean, you're right. They shoot three or they shoot it right by the goal. I mean, rarely are you going to see Absolutely. any sort of mid-range jumper from a Nate Oates team, and that's how they've always done it. And you're right. If they're on, they are big trouble. However, they lost big time to Oklahoma earlier this year, and Oklahoma Absolutely. is a slow, um, not completely up to where they're going to be athletically because they have uh, a new coach over there recruiting kind of a different system now. But if Alabama is – but shooting threes, and you played ball, obviously, is it harder to shoot threes in an away gym? Um, I would say so, yes. I mean, you're just not as familiar as you are in your home gym that you're practicing every day. Why do I suck in both then, home and away? <laughs> you because you, you, feel, yeah, you feel like you, you would be able to play better in any some gym, you know, but I, I'm not. But Alabama, you're right. They are very athletic. They've got freshmen that are awesome. And if they are shooting – 38 to 42 percent from three like they are so lethal absolutely um you know they have that potential to run anyone in the country out of the gym if they're shooting well from three if they have a great three-point shooting night but i think that style of play where you essentially eliminate the mid-range game just creates inconsistency and we see a loss like they had at home to oklahoma two years before they did the exact same thing, lost to Oklahoma when they were playing some of the best basketball in the country. We saw them bow out, I think, in the Sweet 16 that year. I could see something similar with this team where they're a trendy pick, but I think relying on just threes or attacking the rim um, creates some inconsistency where I, I don't trust them to win six straight when the, we get to late March. The Duke-Virginia game was interesting. I have a friend who's a Duke fan. I'm not a Duke fan in any way whatsoever. Um, but he is, was sending screenshots of like the clock with point oh two seconds left and foul and they fouled after what happened because I know Duke ended up losing in overtime. What happened in that game that was so controversial? Well, it, you know, when the ACC released a statement afterwards, basically saying, "Hey, we're sorry, the refs got it wrong. There was contact in the shot being released 
before the clock struck zero, but for whatever reason in that review, maybe it was because they were playing at Virginia, the refs felt scared to make that call. (laughs) They decided to send it into overtime. Virginia able to win that one in overtime. You would assume Kyle would be able to hit one of those two and Duke would have got out of there with a big time road win. I feel bad for him, but you feel like Duke gets those calls yes. all the time. Dude, right? I, I so like to see Duke get screwed over again. for once. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. How you, Duke, that's how we feel all the time. Every says every other team. That's how we feel all the time. Uh, biggest right. biggest impact freshman this year so far. Who? I mean, we just talked about Bama. I would maybe have to say Brandon Miller. Wow, he's been awesome. Um, you know, at one point, I don't know what he's averaging now, but he was averaging about 18 and a half and eight and a half boards per game. He's been exceptional. I think he's been the best so far. We just mentioned Kyle as well, Kyle Filipowski, who had that controversial no call um, at the end of the game for Duke. But gosh, seven footer that moves really well and can shoot on occasion from the perimeter is another guy that could contend for that. A couple others, Keontae George of Baylor. Anthony Black of Arkansas, Grady Dick of Kansas, and then Jarris Walker, who I'd mentioned, he's really coming on strong at Houston. When I watch these freshmen, he mentions the freshman from Bama who they keep calling the next Kevin Durant, but it's like pumpy breaks a little bit. Like, yeah. Hold on yeah. just a minute. Like, it's hard. But because you don't hear anybody go the next LeBron. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I, but Ke- but you, that, well, you're, you're not respecting Kevin Durant then because Kevin Durant is like almost right there. Like, Kevin Durant's one of the best 15 players ever. In my, yeah. in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And they're like, he's the next K. I'm like, slow down just a little bit on, <laughs> on comparing him to KD. But when you have these freshmen like an Anthony Black or who's a 6'6 point guard and really right. had to develop offensively over the year, and, and they're coming and they're going so quick. And, Eddie, maybe you, you feel weird about this too. It's hard for me to look at them as like 18-year-olds. Oh, yeah. now they also got a million bucks in their pocket too. I know, man. It makes us feel like crap. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you're 18. You're going to class. You got a million bucks. And you're out just feeling cool and calm in front of 20,000 people yeah. playing basketball. But I guess if you're just good at it your whole life, maybe it's easier. And Grady Dick, you talked about him. He doesn't look like he's, what, 19, 18, 19. Like, you know, he looks older. And it's funny. Like, he's got a face of an older dude. So I don't even think of him as a 19-year-old guy. How, how many points you average a game, Coleman? Uh, Like 16 my junior year, 13 my senior year. Why less? They started shut, shutting you down. They were like, that's a guy we got to stop. <laughs> they figured him out. <laughs> so we were better. We started destroying everybody. So I went from playing my junior year like 28 minutes a game to 20. Um, so played less minutes. Didn't have as many close games. Mm. So you had to suffer because you guys got better? Yeah, we played in a lot of close games my junior year. They had lost a lot of seniors from the year before. And then my senior year, we were blowing everybody out. Sometimes we'd only play the first quarter. Did you guys win a state championship? No, um, no, that's oh a tough God. topic to bring out, Bobby. Why? No, what we happened? Ranked number one, got beat in the quarters. <laughs> Wait, that's not how it's supposed to work. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're ranked one, and you got beat in the quarters by who? Yep, by Tuttle. And what happened in that game? Did you get robbed somehow? No, uh, we got off to a 24 and 0 start. We lost to Stillwell in the regional final. Won three straight to get to the state tournament. Um, the Stillwell coach and the Tuttle coach exchanged film. Stillwell was having to play the Mannix and Hera. Tuttle was playing us. And Tuttle knew every single play we were calling right when we'd yell it out. They'd know exactly where oh. we were going. Well, they not just supposed to change the film? absolute heck out of us. I mean, you're not supposed to do that? No, like, they absolutely okay. can do that. They, they just knew everything we were going to run. They shot the heck out of it. We zoned them, got beat, sent home early. Most threes you ever hit in a game? 
Uh, nine, I Let's think. Oh, wow. <laughs> After like four, I'd have been kicking him in the balls. <laughs> that was, it was seven in the first quarter, so kind of wow. embarrassing. I only hit two more after that. You, okay, do you ever did you ever experience the zone? The like a zone against me? No, like you're in the zone. You hit seven in a oh, quarter where it's like no, nothing's missing. Where the fire's coming out of the ball? Yeah, <laughs> he's on fire. It, that game specifically. So, to, what does that feel like when you shoot? You make seven and a quarter. Does it just feel like the rim is just a massive and nothing you throw up is going to miss? Absolutely. I mean, you just get into that muscle memory. For me, I put in so much work daily that um, it starts to feel like practice where you're used to knocking down 80, 85 percent from three. It feels like you're practicing, you know, um, when you get in the zone like that and think everything's going in. I've never been in the zone in anything in my life ever, uh, <laughs> ever, anything like and this, this guy's doing it. Like I doubt 17. it. Uh, you're traveling around the country. Where are you today? I am uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina, but I'm about to head up to Washington, D.C., watch Maryland Eastern Shore play Howard. And are people hooking you up, getting you in places? Um, sometimes. So I just had an incredible experience at Liberty on Saturday. They gave me a campus tour. Their facilities are power six good. It's incredible. Um, but other times I'm just going to the game, getting a ticket like a regular. Okay, this is what we should do because I think we could probably help him, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know anybody, but usually – we can swing these nads around a little bit and get some stuff. Mm -hmm. Or so you're in you're going to Washington D.C. today. Yes. Okay. I wonder because Lauren is now working on this show off, like off mic, if she can get a hold of somebody in the university and be like, he's coming. He's representing Bobby. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'd be incredible. Well, maybe half. Maybe half the time we can get. Listen, it don't always work, and sometimes it's really. Yeah. Because sometimes my friends will do it, and I'm not even there. They're like, hey, uh, we're gonna, Bobby Bones going to be for dinner. And they're like, who is that? And then it's embarrassing because I didn't know they were going to do it. And then they still tell me I got rejected. So let us make your ego a little. Yeah, well, my ego is constantly hurt. But let us make some calls, and maybe we can get them in some places with a little more oomph than having to buy a ticket and just go to a game. Yeah. How many miles do you think you put on your car this year so far? Just, uh, well, since I started this, just under 13,000. And Dang. when did you start this? December 28th. 13,000 miles since. Dude, hitting the road. Oh. And, and your wife, is she ever like, yo, that's, that's fun. I'm supporting <laughs> you. But, like, seriously, do you have to go to all the games? <laughs> yeah. No, people definitely do think I'm crazy. Like, I'm coming in for my brother's district game on the 17th, so I will miss a game on a Friday. And, like, I've got friends wanting to kind of meet up for a birthday party. I'm like, I'm sorry. I got to hit the road. I got to be in southern Illinois by Sunday at 2 o'clock. I just can't be doing that. They're like, can't you miss a day? So, Sorry, no. But you're committed. by yourself a lot, right? Yeah, quite often. Just drive. when my wife comes. I called Coleman whenever I was at the going to the Grammy red carpet. I like had three minutes, and I wanted to call and be like, "Hey, we want you to join the show, like full, full as part of us." And I was like, made up completely, all suit and makeup. And I was like, "Hey, Coleman, do you want to join the show?" hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's got the biggest shot as of the, so far? The teams you've seen at being a Cinderella this year in the tournament. Um, I've talked I talked about them in in the previous um, show I was on with you, but I think Marshall and what's crazy is they aren't leading the Sun Belt. They have four Sun Belt losses. I've now seen them twice live. I just saw them near Myrtle Beach playing Coastal Carolina. And offensively, Ka, are they special? I mentioned Tavion Kinsey. He is absolutely a pro. 6'5", can rise up over anyone to get his shot off, score at all three levels. 
great shooter, passer, facilitator, and Andy Taylor. Dan D'Antoni, they won a game as a 13 seed not that long ago. I could easily see them doing something like that again as a 13 or 12 seed. Um, to mention a couple others, Dayton, I think they have the potential. A couple pro-type candidates, they just got Malachi Smith, Kobe Elvis healthy. When they did, they looked great on Friday. Sorry, my hotel rooms want me to check out. Can I Classic. I'll tell answer you, look, real quick? You go do that. We'll let Col- – and, and next Hello? week it'll be – oh, he did it. <laughs> Like, sir, you okay, and- I'm back. All right. Uh, <laughs> good luck. Uh, we'll reach out to you later off air and see if we can facilitate something. If not this time, we can be ahead of them next time. Yeah. Um, otherwise, Hello. head down now. Tell him, tell him, tell him you pooped in the floor. It's not working. Yeah, yeah. He's really late on that checkout. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Coleman. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you uh, uh, later on this week. Okay. Thank you all so much. All right. See you, buddy. There he is. Um, I want to get over now and do this interview with Caitlin's grandpa. Yes. Which we went to Oklahoma to watch him coach. He's, I believe he's 85 years old, about to turn 86. He's been in coaching for 60 years. Although after the interview, he didn't want me to say that he retired for a little bit because his wife, Caitlin's grandma, got cancer for a while. Mm. And so he was, so 60 years, but he hopped out and then got back in. A little asterisk he wanted to just Yeah, to and, and sure. I was like, who cares? Don't, <laughs> yeah. Say 75 years, who cares? Right. He was like, no, I want to be honest. But, you know, we went, and during the game, the coach on the opposing team walks over, grabs one of these tumbler cups with ice, and just chunks it in the middle of the floor while the team was playing. That's crazy, what? dude. So, yeah. It's, I've never seen anything like it before in my life. And so he chunks it, and it goes everywhere water, and then we're like, what happened? He's like, I can get the rest of attention, so... So I've never seen this happen before in a game. But you know who walks over there to take care of business? Caitlin's grandpa. Oh. Right over. Got right with him. Started talking. The guy's like, I'm sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Went back. Sat down. Game over. And then they ended up winning uh, Stigler. But this is it. 85 years old, 60 years basically in coaching. And there was a point on the Instagram story where I said, hey, he's you know, been a part of two state championship winning teams. He's coached for 60 years and he's got a hot granddaughter. And people didn't know that was Caitlin's grandpa. <laughs> oh my God. They oh, no. were just like, why are you posting that somebody has a hot granddaughter? Hey, that does oh. sound creepy, yeah. you know, w- without the context. Like, yeah, if you just said that about but no, someone. No, but, but like two stories earlier, I was like, we're in Stigler. This is Coach Parker, Coach Jim Parker. Everybody needs to relax, okay? It's <laughs> a hot granddaughter. <laughs> Mike, is there anything, any other way I need to set this up? That's perfect. <laughs> okay, here you go. Thank you. Okay, a lot of drama at the game tonight. What happened out there on the court? The coach got upset because of the officiating, and there was a uh, cup of pop sitting on the desk, scores desk, and he just reached up and got whatever he could get, got the cup, threw it on the floor. I've coached for a long time, and I have never seen any coach do that, and he did not get ejected. Why did he not get ejected? I, I saw a lot of ejection, but the official went and talked to him, and then he decided, well, he, he wouldn't do it. He just... Let it go this time, but that's automatic. Should be. You were the first one over there to talk to him. What did you say? I said, "What's going on?" He said, "He said, Coach. He said you've known me a long time, and he said I'm sorry for that. He said it's just a reaction to the way the officials were, and he said I, I don't know what happened to me. And I said, Hey, I know you, and I've known you for a long time, but you, you know better than that." It looked to me like your mouth said, how, how would you like a knuckle sandwich? Is that what happened? <laughs> well, that's that kind of kind of what maybe it. Could have come to. How many years have you been coaching at this point? Oh, counting the Whitefield and the Stigler, 60, 
Three, I think. 63 years of coaching. And you got put in the uh, Coaches Hall of Fame here in Oklahoma. How big of a, a thrill and honor was that? It was a culmination of a career that I would have never dreamed when I was raised up in Tomahaw and going to Tomahaw grade school, and which went to the eighth grade. And I was just a little old kid running around barefooted and playing on a dirt court. That 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 wasn't even thought of, and it was it was the top of the mountain for me for my for my career. Uh, once you get to that point. Hey, everything's downhill from there, but it hasn't been. I've, I got that in uh, 17, and I've had a great time. I love, I've, and I've told Coach, I said, hey, I love girls' basketball, and that's the reason I'm still doing it. Were you ever any good? I could play a little. Play what, does, what does it mean, though? Like, like, you play a little. Like, how good were you back in the day? Oh, hey, I could score. I could score. I played. Of course, Tomahaw, you know, we, we played all these country schools, like Red Hill and Star and Enterprise and – all had dirt courts marked off you, with a hoe. You played on dirt courts? It was dirt court marked off with a hoe. Mark your free throw line and your half court and your out of bounds with a hoe. And that counted like official game? No. Those those, those were when I went to school. That's what I'm saying, though. But that was the real game? Yeah. On a dirt court? Yes. Every Friday afternoon. Did you ride horses to school? No, no. We, we, we didn't have a bus. We rode to school or walked to school. Uh, some people would walk to school that lived... In a mile or two, and the other kids would get to catch a ride, or maybe get a farm truck coming in, or something, and, and ride it. But what made you want to get into coaching? Then once you finished school, well, I loved athletics. I loved. I was. I played high school basketball and high school baseball, and baseball was my first love. I went on to Connors and played a little college ball, and uh, loved it. And went to St. Louis Trout Camp for three days after I got out of school, and. So what, what, what does that mean? You went to St. Louis tryout camp, like uh, St. Louis Cardinals had a tryout camp for in, baseball and for baseball in Tulsa, and I went up there and stayed three days, and with about thirty-five other kids, and one kid from Weber Falls made it. A guy named uh, Charles Pearson, a guy named Lou Brock, and a guy named Lou Brock. And a funny story on that when when uh, when uh, uh, Grace was getting married, we were having her wedding. And this guy come and tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, is your name Jim Parker? I said, yeah. He said, you know me? And I said, no, I don't know you. He said, my name's Charles Pearson. He said, you remember Tulsa baseball tryout camp? I said, yes. And I hadn't seen him in 40-some-odd years at that time. But he goes to Billy for the eye doctor, and Billy, of course, he associated Billy with Grace and so on. But it was uh, something that... Uh, I wouldn't have known him in a thousand years, and he probably wouldn't have known me either. But uh, no, uh, athletics and baseball, I've, I've loved it, and basketball. Basketball, of course, is my love right now, has been. Who, uh, who's the best basketball player you've ever seen play in person? Uh, watching a game? Oscar Robinson, played for Cincinnati. Saw him play in Tulsa. Uh, other than him, uh, face-to-face, I've never seen anybody like him. Who's better, LeBron or Michael Jordan? Oh, gosh. Michael Jordan. Why? You're wrong. Why do you think you're wrong? I'm not wrong. Michael played a different game. Now, hey, LeBron's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player. But his mouth runs off, which doesn't take away from his playing so much. But I can't, I can't say he's greater than, than Michael because Michael got out there and played every ball game. Never, never. He quit for a couple of years and played baseball. 
Yeah, he did do that. He changed his number. He retired. He, he's a kind of wimped out, you know. Yeah, he did. A lot of rumors about gambling, you know. Okay, I was gonna. I was gonna ask a grand. Okay, your granddaughter wants to ask a question. Who do you think has the best shot out of all your grandchildren? From Tyler all the way down to Cade. A lot of options. Was, would you ask that again, Caitlin? Which which grandkid has the best shot of all of them? Uh, I want to show you. You want to show me? This is this, well, this is audio. I was going to show you a picture in the other office. I'll follow you. Okay, we're in the office right now. Lots of pictures. We're walking back to see possibly picture back here of this is this is. This is Chris, and this is uh, his daughter, Grace. No, no, his daughter. His daughter. His daughter. <laughs> so Chris is the boys' coach, and that's his daughter, Rayleigh. Yeah, Rayleigh. Rayleigh's so here. They win. Rayleigh wins. Yeah, Rayleigh. Okay, well, that she wasn't even on your. I'll have a shootout with her right now. Yeah, we're gonna go out to the court and shoot out right now. Do what? I'll have a shootout with Rayleigh right now. Oh, well, hey, uh, I never did see you shoot a lot of basketball. Yeah, Just her mouth. I like to pass. Yeah, yeah. All right, fine. Let me wrap hey, up with this. Hey, okay. Billy Dan had a pretty decent shot on him. I did have a picture in there of him, and I think I took it down and it went home. But Chris, uh, Billy was an alternate all-stater, and I had it in a trophy case. I heard he got a patch made for him. He made him a patch that said alternate all-state. Made, all, made an alternate all-state patch. Yeah. He, well, he had he had a big picture, and and Meemaw got fixed it all up for him, and we put it in trophy case. And then he said, Dad, I don't want that in there. Take that down. So anyway, I ended up taking it down. It's hanging on my wall at home now with all my other stuff. All right, two final questions. How many state championships have you been a part of? Uh, three state championships. Two two state championships, one runner-up. So you've so you've been a part of two winning championships. Two two that we won. One that was a runner up, got beat on a last second shot by Jay in nineteen eighty eight. And then we turned around and won ninety and ninety one. We won the state championship in ninety ninety one. Uh I got to go to state six times. Of all the people your final final question here. Of all the people that your grandkids have married, who's your favorite? Well don't answer that yet. Follow me. Follow me. This is a great one here. Keep following me. So what I what I'm gonna get under this desk here. Now if you remember you messaged and you wanted you wanted some boots, these American flag boots. Now who which which grandkid married the best? Uh right now I would say uh probably probably Caitlin. That's right, that's the answer. One for two. So hey. I was born at night, but it wasn't last night, and I ain't stupid. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations on a win and and, and a great career and for having a heck of a a grandson-in-law because that's where you really hit the jackpot. Hey, I appreciate y'all coming. This was a total surprise to me. I had no idea this was going to happen. And you, hey, you, you thrilled the whole building. We want to go see Bobby Bones. Of course, they didn't mention Caitlin. No, trust me, they did. They did. Okay, we're out from Stigler. Another, a big win tonight for the boys and the girls. And that's all. Back to you, me. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks to Coleman, who will be on the show uh, every show until the end of March Madness. Thanks to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs for making me a lot of money. Hey, and entertaining us. It was a great game. Mostly about making money. That too. And, you know, thanks to you guys for listening because we have renewed for six more weeks to do this. Um, we have a new logo. You'll see if it's not up now. I don't know how much visual we did here, but you'll see it at least on Friday. But your final thought, Eddie? My final thought is, is just I'm going to confess something to my wife. Uh, usually I do $40 a month of DraftKings. You know, like when I lose, I lose. 
But when I'm, you know, the start of the month, February 1st, March 1st, I recharge 40 bucks. Yes, Super Bowl was coming. I was a little low on the in the bank. Yes, sir. So I had to deposit $100. I lost about 50 of that last night, but that's okay. But this isn't Cass confessing to her because she'll never sure, hear this. Sure, sure. <laughs> no, just in case she wants to listen to this a podcast, she listens. Head. This is me confirming, and I'm going to get it off my chest. So but no, no, no. Go. It doesn't count unless you actually tell her. She's, she, it's she like you're going the, into a room in a, di- a building she's not in, and so I'm going to confess to this empty room. Yeah, but I got it out. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, I got so it that's out. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, got it. Kevin? Mine is, I miss the Patriots being in the Super Bowl already. Oh, oh shut up. It's been up. a while, you know, you guys. And I had to watch that game yesterday, and I just miss it already. The game's just not the same when your team's not <laughs> so in it. stupid. <laughs> uh, my thing, last year and this year coming up will be the last year for the 14 playoff. So 2024 is going to be awesome because 12 teams, we've got one more year of 14, got 12 teams in the playoff. We're going to have... USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. Yeah, it's going to be We're going to have Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. 2024 Uh-oh. is going to be awesome. So next year is going to be great. But 2024, I'm so excited about that because more teams in the playoffs. And the, like the Oklahoma-Texas thing for the Southeast Conference just makes sense. The games are close. Mm-hmm. They're close proximity-wise. It's going to be amazing. And secondly, when you're on a golf course, never try to give the guy you're playing with a golf lesson, especially if you're not as good as him. And we mentioned this briefly I've been traveling a bunch. I was like, let's play golf. We, Eddie and I go play golf with a couple friends. I was playing terrible. I couldn't even hit the ball. Straight. And it's like, well, let me tell you what to do. Back up. And I'm like, first of all, let me handle my business here. I don't want a golf lesson on the course from somebody I beat nine times out of ten. I'm trying to help my boy, you know? But but you don't, you don't go, hey, man, why don't you, like in front of other people. Everyone like, else was trying to tell you what to do. No, they weren't. Literally, they weren't. They do that all the time. But they didn't. They literally, they weren't and they didn't. And I've been your caddy. Who's your caddy, dude? Hey. Look at me. Who's your caddy? You're not my golf coach. <laughs> and Who's then he goes, caddy? well, I'm beating you. And I'm like, yeah, one time out of like 40. Hey, bro, you were playing really bad. I, 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 I felt yeah, bad I for you. I was playing real bad. I felt Where bad I like my you. arms didn't even feel like part of my body. So I didn't need a lesson. I needed like an arm transfusion. <laughs> like, you couldn't give him your arms? <laughs> yeah. No, man. I needed something, my arms. Something I was playing up. too. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, follow us at 25whistles. And we'll see you Friday.